Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Straight up 11 o'clock, Domino Cellini, it's the fan, 680, 93.7 FM on a Monday morning and 2 the afternoon, taking you to 2 o'clock. Then you'll hear the Raheem Morris press conference live, courtesy of our partners over at Fox 5 as it happens. And then, Chris, you and I sticking around afterwards to talk about what we heard during set press conference with Chuck and Chernoff. So together you'll have 110 years or so it's too much. of sports talk experience talking about the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Well, here's the good news. With all that experience, I can talk about the time that Teddy Roosevelt wanted to actually ban the game. we got to get this game out of here. It's too violent. I think people were actually dying on the field. And then it sort of came back, and then I think you paid $80 and you had a franchise. I think that's sort of how it started. And I think things have really changed over that time, Chris Domino, when it comes to the National Football League. I've got to find out what what franchises are worth, certainly. I've got to figure out what it cost the Meat Packers or wherever the hell the first couple of teams were. What it actually cost to get into the NFL. And if, I don't know the longest family to hold on to. There's got to be one family. I don't know if it's the Hunts. I, I don't know who the hell it is. Um, but but I'd love to see what the get-in price was. The Rooney family, perhaps? Yeah. Now, the story is that Art Rooney Sr. Mm-hmm. won the Steelers in a poker game. That's the story. It's a great story. Now, I don't know if it's a true story, it but that matter. is the story. It's a great story. Here's what I... I got no more cash. I'm going to push the deed to my team right into the middle of the table. That's what they said happened. Who knows? Next thing you know, Art Rooney owned the Steelers. And they were bad for years. So they weren't bad any longer. And hopefully that'll be the case with the Falcons. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. You can listen all the time for free via the fan app. And that is driven to you by Beaver Toyota of coming. And Beaver Direct is the quickest and easiest way to shop for a car online. You can also listen at 680thefan.com. Peruse the X platform brought to you by Harris Cherokee Casino at Matt Lear at DT680 at Chris Domino at Cellini Nick at 680 The Fan. In honor of the great Carl Weathers, who passed away on Friday, after the show we found out at the age of 76, who was a villain that became a hero, real or fiction? That is the X-Platform question of the day, because certainly Apollo Creed started off as a villain and then became a hero when you look at the Rocky franchise. Yeah, some would say he wasn't even a villain in the first one. He was villainess, villain light, because you had to root for Rocky. His story was the the story. It was called Rocky, by the way. That was the name of the movie. It wasn't Rocky versus Apollo. And it the stories are, are fantastic when it comes to Carl we Weathers. We had some great sound coming up today. Who did so much more. He never boxed before. Obviously, he was an athlete, played college football, had a cup of coffee with the Raiders, played in the CFL. For those that don't know, that's why he looked the way he looked. He was an athlete, but he never boxed before. But he said he wanted this role, and he lied. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got fight experience. Yeah, there are guys who are in Westerns. You can ride a horse? Yep. Been doing it my well. <laughs> Okay, I can ride a horse. You don't want to go too, too far, but you just say you can do the job. And then he came in and he was reading with Stallone. He didn't know Stallone was the star because nobody knew who Stallone was at the time. And he said, I can do a lot better if you bring in a real actor for me to read with. And Stallone said, yeah, I'm I'm the lead in this. Yeah. But it all worked out. Incredibly so. And then some. 76 years old. So we will hear some Carl Weathers moments 
Uh, I think he was it. Were we getting off the air? I think I think we had just gotten off the air. On yeah, Friday. we were done. Yeah, already when the news broke. The news broke around three o'clock that he passed away. His family made that announcement. Carl Weathers at the age of seventy six. Of course, Predator was also in the Mandalorian on Which Disney Plus. Had it. Gilmore was Chubbs. No doubt. And then let's not forget Action Jackson. No. Now you piss me off. Well, that's why it was great action. lines in Action Jackson. That's why he was Action Jackson. Craig T. Nelson with the bleached hair. It's true. Was the heavy in Action Jackson. Uh, Carl Weathers also, uh, FanDuel, had him in, and, and there's, he's in some ads with Rob Gronkowski about Gronkowski kicking it. I don't think they're going to pull the ads. Like, I think Nor should they. Talk, it's a tribute to him. Right. I think some people were talking about, oh, they're going to have to readjust. Okay, I don't know what that means, but maybe you got footage on the floor that you're going to pick up and put in, but I don't think he's going to be taken out of those ads. Absolutely not. I mean, I wouldn't do it. And a touching tribute Stallone issued in front of the painting. Yeah. Leroy him fighting, or Leroy Neiman peace, if you will, him fighting um, Apollo Creed. The last punch they threw against him. He said that's the last time they fought in yeah. the ring together. So a touching tribute that Stallone put out over the weekend, ending with keep punching Apollo. Anyway, just wanted to get that out there. That is the X-Platform question of the day. Raheem Morris live at 2 o'clock. So to date, Morris has hired seven Ram staffers, four Chargers staffers at one time, and then retained three position coaches, the special teams coordinator, and Jerry Gray. So only three franchises he has gone through, counting the Falcons. So some continuity here, perhaps, when it comes to Raheem Morris being in town. Well, he certainly knows the guys on the Ram staff. And I'd imagine Sean McVay's got to sit there and go, seven. Seems a little excessive, but man's got to do what a man's got to do. And if people want to come coach with him, now, I hope you made good choices. I hope these guys can coach. Guys are taking a step up, so now they have new responsibilities. If you're going to become a new coordinator... You've got to figure out a whole bunch of things. You can't rehearse the games. You've been in game situations. You've heard the bullets and headsets. You've heard all that stuff. But now, putting up, coming up with a game plan. Like, that Sunday night is crazy to me when you think about it. We've got to look at what just happened today. Who's our opponent? Now, you have a lot of people in the back rooms doing cut-ups and everything else. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you're a coordinator, it is your job. You get two, two and a half days to come up really what it is you feel you need to do on the field Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you can't really practice it all that no. much. You walk through it yep. on the field. So that makes it even more challenging. You just don't have the practice time to get out there and actually practice what you want to implement in the NFL. They used to say that uh, Wade Phillips, the reason he was good first year in, real simple. Hey, fellas, I am not going to overcomplicate this defense. I'm going to tell you what area you need to be in. I'm going to tell you what will be a mistake. And that's it. Let's go play football. Now, you got to be talented. you probably got to be athletic. Um, with Wade Phillips, I think it's consistent that the first year he was there, yes, there was nice turnaround. Here. Right. There was nice turnaround for a unit. Now you have guys that are supposed to be here for a handful of years. Again, best case scenario, more than a handful of years. Now, I don't know if this is ironic or not, but Mike Lombardi was on Chuck and Chernoff on Friday afternoon. Rich McKay is out after they hired Raheem Morris. They made that announcement. We all know the Falcons. Right. But here's what Mike Lombardi had to say about Raheem Morris. Uh, you know, look, I, I like Raheem. I really do. Uh, but Raheem was always, that was the number one guy for Rich. That was his guy all the way. And that, that was the guy that was going to get the job once they could square things away. And I like Raheem. But I think Raheem's going to require a lot of help around him. And I think Raheem's going to, you know, 21 and 38 or 39 in Atlanta. He's grown up. He's done a really good job. But all these guys, you need a really good front office around them. 
All right. Well, so he was the front he meant, office. He meant Tampa, by the way, in case you're wondering with that record. Well, then he was also the interim coach yeah, here, yeah. filling in for Dan Quinn. But he was talking about his time in Tampa 14 years ago. He's a different guy now. Everybody changes over that period of time, I would think. Everybody evolves. But this is Rich McKay's, if you believe Mike Lombardi, this is Rich McKay's hire, his final hire before going to, I don't know, overseas soccer. Well, it, I, I like the idea that, you know... Uh, he, he seems to be out of football operations. This is a strange way to leave football operations. Allegedly, according to Mike Lombardi, he's the guy that I want. And you would think, oh, good, you guys can work together, whatever that means. No, no, you're going to go over here. I'm not saying you went to the farm. Uh, it, it, this is not Rich McKay going to the farm where you got to tell your kids. What happened to Sparkles yeah, he, the Beagle? Yeah, he's at the farm. He's not at the farm. He's going to be around in some things. You're going to see him. And let me, again, I know kids might be listening. Give a nice goodbye. Give a nice goodbye. When when you hear something is going to the farm, have a really nice goodbye. It's the last time you're going to see that, whatever it is. But you're not saying that with Richmond. No, I don't think they're going to put him down. You know, I don't think he's got a broken leg where they go, can't fit, pow. I don't think that's happening. But it is interesting. They're going to pull a Tommy DeSimone and Goodfellas. Oh, no. Pow. I don't think There's so. There's your promotion. I, I, I just, it's strange that... A, I don't know if he's right. These guys, you can say whatever you want. Raheem Morris was my guy. I called Arthur and I said, hey, it's Raheem. And he said, well, it is? And he said, yeah, it is. He hired him. I mean, you could say stupid stuff. Mike Lombardi could have said, radio host in Atlanta, Chris Domino, Raheem was his guy. He called Arthur. He got hired. How would Mike Lombardi know that it was Rich's guy? Well, I mean, I'm sure that Mike Lombardi still has some ins in the league and somebody told him that. He's not just putting it out there. Okay. You, you can believe that. I'm, well, I believe cynical, there's, some, I, I no, there's some truth to it. I understand what you're saying, but he did lead the search. He did tell us he was the guy leading the search. So, I'm I mean, there's sure a connection Raheem, there. I'm not sure he was number one choice. I don't choice. think Terry Fontenot had anything to do with it based on what we were told at the last press conference. So. But now he's got something to do with it. <laughs> now he does. Let's see the table again. Now things have changed. I, I'm going to say this because, again, I don't know if it's going to work. I do find, and I just don't want energy. Like, if the, if the number one reason Raheem Morris was hired is because of his energy, that's not a real thing. I understand that you can change the building up because Arthur Smith seemed to add none of it. You know, go the opposite of what it is you just had. Well, look, I'm getting a defensive guy who's got personality. And that would be the opposite. And yeah. Matt Ryan uh, talked about Raheem Morris. He was here when Raheem Morris coached every place, wide receivers, and then coached on the defensive side of the ball. And he said, I think Falcons fans should be excited. Good. That's the quote from Matt Ryan. I don't know if it's going to work. Three years, four years, five years, God willing, a little bit more than that. Really working a Super Bowl. Really working, you're as consistently good as the best teams in the NFL. I don't know when Kansas City's going to have their dip. I don't know if San Francisco's ever going to get over the hump, win this one, get back, lose this one, ever get back. I get all that stuff. What I don't want is what's happened for the last six-plus years around here, where it just feels like, I mean, you know I was out for two years. I just said, you people are crazy. You're investing your when time. When we were money. talking about the possibility of playoffs and everything else, oh. you weren't buying what we were trying to sell. Yeah, you, time the first money, two years of Arthur Smith. Time, money, time, money, and emotion. Let me see it. But you hired the hottest commodity in the NFL, and it didn't work. 21 and 30, uh, you knew your fan base was not, not going to be behind anything you could have done with Arthur Smith. You made the change. I also think that's what you did with Rich McKay. I'm trying to say it respectfully, but I think what Arthur Blank realized is, I can't sell this. I can't sell it. I can't sell it with Arthur Smith. Can't sell it with Rich McKay. Raheem Morris is going to have his wife there, his kids there. He's a different guy. I'm in. 
I'm excited. Matt Ryan also said this about Zach Robinson talking to Matthew Stafford. He said Matthew Stafford thinks he's incredibly smart and he's an easy guy to work with. And he says, I, being friends with Matthew Stafford, trust what he has to say. So everybody, well, not everybody, no, but no. Matt Ryan speaking in glowing terms sure. to Matthew Stafford when it comes to Zach Robinson as well. Now, what about the quarterback position? We talked about ESPN's predictions. They say that Russell Wilson's going to get cut by the Broncos and then the Falcons are going to sign him. Justin Fields. The article that I read said that you're probably not going to have to give up a first-round pick to get him, uh-huh. and then he's going to make $3.7 million uh-huh. this year, and then it jumps to $20 million yeah. next year. So $24 million for two years, and if it doesn't work out, you move on from there. Trading for Justin Fields, is that a possibility? Mike Lombardi weighs in on the quarterback situation here in Atlanta. Well, I tell him, let's not write the memo out and send a press release that we're not interested in Lamar Jackson. How about if we start there? I think there's a twofold plan here. We've got to get somebody to come in here and help us win in the short term, and we've got to find a long-term solution. And how do we do that? Understand, A, what we're trying to get done offensively, B, who can evaluate the quarterback the best, and, you know, and go from there. So it's going to be Zach Robinson and Terry Fontenot, I, I would imagine, with some input, obviously, from Raheem Morris, who, as I said, is coached on both sides of the ball. Uh-huh. And Justin Fields is maybe the flavor of the week this week. And and we got a little bit of time, unless the deal gets done, you know, now instead of combine time, certainly a little bit closer to the draft. They're not going to tell you today. Uh, obviously, they're not going to they're not going to have a, a whiteboard where they're going to go up to it and say, here are our four best choices. And it, it's in this order. And this is the how and the why. We believe we can acquire this quarter. I do find it will be interesting to see. I don't want to say dance around it, but how they describe what it is they're looking for. And if we can actually start connecting dots. And Raheem Morris, like we said, we'll hear it all live. The press conference coming your way, courtesy of our partners over at Fox 5 at 2 o'clock. Let's hit the bongos because the bongos mean headlines and tell you what's coming up on this program, including Sunday being a very, very big day for Atlanta on the world stage. We'll tell you that how and why at 11.50. Could this be the sleeper in the upcoming draft? We go on campus and tell you about that just afternoon. And Brian Snicker gets you ready for another season. He sat down with Chris Domino. You'll hear that conversation coming up around 1220. When we come back, a possible distraction for Patrick Mahomes as Super Bowl week begins. We'll talk about that and more next as we drive into the red zone. Here on Domino and Cellini, it's the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. It's going to be Rocky Three. Joe, you're incredible. <laughs> how, did you, how did that just slip right out of there? <laughs> it looks like there might be. Uh, Sly and Erwin Winkler, Bob Shardoff, have made statements relating to the fact that Rocky Three looks inevitable. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it if it does happen and if it's a good script. 
We need no has-been in my corner. Eleven <laughs> twenty. Danino Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM, paying tribute to Carl Weathers passing away on Friday at the age of 76. It's our ex-platform question of the day. Who's a villain that became a hero, real or fiction? There, of course, Carl Weathers talking about the possibility, which did become a reality, of Rocky III. Yeah, usually you just wait to see what the box office is. On to the next one. And what was supposed to be a one-off, it really was a one-off, turned into, like, nine movies. And then Stallone got his face fixed and looked completely different. That's the the first real transformation of Stallone, Rocky Three, The body, the face, everything. He was a different guy. Well, he found, you know, he, he found God. Dr. God. He yeah. just, he got everything that the Russians had in the 60s and the 70s, probably the Steelers had in the 70s, and uh, whatever else he was... I'll say this. There had to be a moment where he was, and good for him, because he certainly got bruised and battered. But there's got to be a moment you're sitting on the end of your bed and you're going, how much of this stuff is still in me? In my liver, in my kidneys, in my gallbladder? I don't even know where it's set. I'll say this. I mean, for his age, he he still does really look incredible. Going to be a hell of a corpse. I mean, it really does look like it's going to... Carl Weathers looked incredible. He grew up like a man should grow up. Carl Weathers looked every bit. Like, if you look at Carl Weathers in, in Rocky 1, and then you look at him now, you go, oh, yeah, that's how a guy ages. He aged very, very gracefully. Hey, uh, don't forget, for two decades, you've helped us make a dramatic difference in the lives of those affected by blood cancers, and that's why we're doing it again this year. The Strikeout Leukemia and Lymphoma Radiothon is going to be going on Friday, February the 16th at the PGA Tour Superstore in Roswell. We're going to be there all day long for information on how to make your donation and for incentive items available for donations day of, go to 680thefan.com right now. A wild prediction coming from one of the NFL's newest coaches. We'll have that story for you in just about five minutes. Punching it in from the goal line. This is the drive into the red zone. So let's start, though, with... Last night, both teams arriving in Vegas. They'll face the media today. What Patrick Mahomes is going to have to talk about. His dad arrested Saturday in Tyler, Texas. His third DUI arrest. They're calling it suspicion of DUI because that's what you have to say. But he was arrested and his mugshot is everywhere. And that family surrounding him, it is amazing. The one thing I don't think we can accuse Patrick Mahomes of being short on his focus. Because with all of his brother's nonsense and his dad's nonsense, the guy has walked the straight line, has he not? Yeah, it I, seems. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he has love for everybody in his family. I got a job to do. Now, you read, his old man could be facing prison time. You know, this is, now we're in the, in the territory where he was talking about, you know, smoking the cigars. And he said, I think he's a little buzzed, drinking beers out in the tailgate. It's all funny till it's not. And when you go to number three, uh, I, I'm I'm hard-pressed to believe that a judge is going to care what your last name is. I don't know how much money Patrick Mahomes wants to throw at this. I'm sure he'll throw a bunch at it. I think his father's going to jail. Well, thankfully, nobody was injured when he got pulled over. But like we said, this is now the biggest week of his life because it's Super Bowl week. And I know that he's been here and won here in the past. But in the present, this is the biggest week of his life. And now... He has to talk about this. Yeah. Well, and he will. Because, and you could say, hey, legal issue, whatever the hell it is. But still, you're going to be asked about it. I'll tell you what I think I would do. Hey, Dad, stay away. Stay away. You're going to get out on bail. You're going to, you know, whatever. But stay away. I, I, I love you, but stay away. I don't know what their relationship is. That seems to be solid. Yeah, but you're not coming this week. You're not coming this week. 
It's it's not going to be a thing that the media is going to get to play. Uh, Where they're going to have a camera on you and try to figure out right. do you have a drink up in a suite, whatever the hell it might be. Stay away. There is not the time nor the need nor the place to do it this weekend. Yeah, the old man, the idiot brother. That's what I'm saying. This guy's got to talk about a lot of nonsense, and we know that the media is going to be all over the place this week, and you have various media obligations. Bill Belichick, I don't know what he's doing Super Bowl week, but he took out an ad over the weekend in the Boston Globe, and he uh, thanked everybody that supported the team through his 24 years on the job. And you saw a little bit of humor that I think we're going to see from Bill Belichick once he decides to do television this year. You may have even enjoyed my fashion sense in press conferences, or maybe you just tolerated them. Part of the thank you to everybody out there. I don't think he thought it was going to, I don't want to say end, but come close to ending like this. If you would have asked Bill Belichick, not where you're going to be, what are you going to be doing for a living? Like his income tax. Pro football coach, NFL head coach, I believe is what he thought he was going to write on his paper. Didn't you years ago ask somebody, you actually, and I've looked all over the place for it, and I cannot find it. Mm. If anybody can, it would be, by the grace of God, a miracle if they did. Mm -hmm. You on the old Morton Downey Jr. show, asking Al Sharpton what he puts on his tax return. Yeah, I didn't didn't really understand. I was sitting there and I was like... What's your occupation? You know, you can write life coach now. Like, I think the IRS goes, all right, whatever. But you went into one of the squawk boxes there, did you not? One of those uh, mouth podiums and asked him that yeah, question? that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. I just didn't understand. What what, what am I seeing here? Are, are you, what 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 is your job? Because you got to fill out, I'm, I'm hoping you fill out a tax return. I, I think Bill Belichick, I don't think he thought um, TV host was going to be actually what he wrote on the Did you get return. charged to go to that or was it free? The free. Morton Downey Jr. Oh, show. It was a caucus. It was in Secaucus. So you would line up, and they would just yeah. let a certain amount. Was it like going into a club? There was a line outside. A they would let a certain amount of people in. Yeah, we just decided because we uh, look. Yeah, the why Med- not? The Meadowlands Racetrack was right there. You know what we were going to do? Both. Mm-hmm. We were going to do a daily double if we got it, and then we're going to go to the track. That's what we ended up doing. What did he say when you asked him that? Do you remember? Uh, I, it was more along the lines of, uh, I, I have a few jobs. Okay. And uh, you know, okay, it was like Arthur Blank. At that point, are you really going to talk back to the guy? I want answers. It was just, I think they just wanted him to have to say a couple of things, and he just wanted people to ask questions. And I'm imagining I look probably a lot like Bill Belichick. No, you know, I probably look more like Mark Bavaro. Like if he was coming off the practice. You have a mullet and the mustache and a hooded sweatshirt. Yeah, I probably would have looked, you know, oh, that guy looks like he's from Jersey. I I wasn't an out-of-towner. Mark Bavaro played with the Browns for a year Mm -hmm. when I was doing television up there. The man never spoke. No. I mean, to anybody. Do you remember we had him on before a Super Bowl? He must have been promoting something. Yeah. But we had him on. I was we, shocked. It was incredible. I said, I was around you for a year, and I never heard you say a word to any. It was like Manny Ramirez. I didn't hear Manny Ramirez talk for three years. <laughs> not, not a word to anybody. Mark Bavaro could have been. You know, Lee Mazzilli, oh, hot local guy. Now, Mark Bavaro, Notre Dame, Irish Catholic. Coming to coming the Giants and looking the way he looked and being really good. I don't know what he left on the table. Like, I don't know what endorsements were back then, but he left money on the table. He got one cover. I think if you look it up now, he had one cover of Sports Illustrated where he was every bit as handsome as he was supposed to. Because uh, Belichick brought all the old Giants oh, yeah, that's his right. first couple of years up there in couple Cleveland. couple of linebackers. They, they have Pepper Johnson, yeah. Johnny Cooks, Carl Banks, Mark Bavaro, Joe Morris. I mean, they all came through. All of them. I think he took teams, uh, guys just from the NFC East, too. Like, uh, 
Well, Everson Walls was there, another uh, former Giant Cowboy. Yeah. Mark Rippon. I mean, they all came in. Jim McMahon was there for a while. That's a hodgepodge. You ain't kidding. Yeah, he ain't, but he ain't going to be a head coach this year unless he gets a job during the season. Uh, we talked about Steve Wilkes, the job he did adjusting in the second half of that NFC Championship game. He said that performance was not to our standard, no. and it was embarrassing. He used that word. It's very rare you hear a pro assistant use that term. How about a general manager? Shanahan and, and, and John Lynch all said collectively, that ain't going to cut it against Kansas City. Let's clean it up. I, I was going to save this for drive. I'll do it now. I actually saw a clip. Fred Warner, the first day they got back on the practice field. Fred Warner held a little uh, impromptu team meeting on the field before practice. And the subject allegedly was about what they had done, how they better flush it, and now it's time to get to work because he looked around, and again, this is what the story said. He looked around and said, oh, what, do you got enough Super Bowl rings to make you happy for the rest of your life? Oh, wait, you have none. Go get one. Now, I, lo- I love leadership, man. I love right. leadership on the defensive side of the football as much as anything that can happen during a week. I don't know if this is going to make Falcons fans even more aggravated when Uh-oh. it comes to Kyle Shanahan, but Peter King and his Monday morning yeah. quarterback column, or actually it's football morning in America now, um, talked to Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan, he asked him about 28-3. to He said, that doesn't affect me as much as blowing a double-digit lead as a head coach in the Super Bowl the last time we saw the Chiefs. Now, again, I don't know if that's going to aggravate Falcons fans or not because he said look I compartmentalized it I learned from it so I thought and then it happened to me again so the second time it happened to me that haunts me more than 28 to 3. Okay what happens a third time is he still a boy genius or is he uh, not a boy and and look again I'll go back to what Kurt Warner said I left the field in three Super Bowls with the lead I didn't touch the football all three games I never touched the football again I'm one and two Kyle Shannon, my, I'll say it again, if Matt Ryan was sitting here, I don't understand how people talk about Ron and this, and I didn't understand how you were snapping a ball with 10, 11, and 12 seconds. I just didn't understand that. I, what's the difference? Run it down, give them as little time as possible. And, and how nobody in the headsets is not screaming at Matt Ryan, please, for the love of God, we're going to snap it at two on every play. I just think they thought this was our style, like Dan Campbell. This was our style all year. We're going to be aggressive. We're not changing anything that we're going to do. And, well, they Ooh. paid the ultimate price yeah, to this day. Guess what? 28-3 haunts a lot of people. Might not haunt Kyle as much as it did, should, would. He's got one more chance. Now, now look, the head coaching thing is on him. He is right about that. That's on his win-loss record. We here locally know about Kyle Shanahan and his part in that Super Bowl. Do you think most of the nation does? They just know 28 Yeah, we're They very, know Tom Brady. They yeah, know We're very close to it, so maybe They know not. the whiff. They know Devontae Freeman whiff. I don't think they know Kyle Shanahan. Maybe not. Uh, George Kittle's going to play a big part if the Niners are to win the Super Bowl. Last Monday, they had him out with a toe injury. He was still out on Friday. Let's see if he practices this week. Here is George Kittle talking about his team's reputation. It is what it is. Like, the Chiefs are in their, their, what, their fourth Super Bowl in five years. I mean, they should have all that attention. Um, I think it's something that they're very used to, though, and I don't think it's any type of distraction for them. And I don't think, you know, while we might be under the radar, I guess, to, uh, you know, people on the outside, I think the Chiefs are very aware that we're not under the radar at all. Except, except their official Twitter account said against all odds. I swear to God, the San Francisco 49ers Twitter account, go look at it. I don't think they pulled it down. They did a video. And what it said is, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Blue check mark, and I look to see it's them. Against all odds is all it said. <laughs> they play the Phil Collins song oh, Hold on. Underneath you, it. Do you want to know the kicker? Because I don't know how I don't know how often this has happened in the NFL. They were favored in every game this year. Every game, including two playoff games. I don't even know in their heyday 
if a team was favored in every game of a season where they played this many well, games. Well, it's like Georgia two years ago. It's Kirby, it's Kirby you Smart's have, book. You have to do what you have to do to motivate your team to get yourself mentally in that place. People look very quickly. Hold on. Against all odds. Hmm, that's interesting. Favorite in every game they played this year. How can you just walk away from me when all I can do is watch you leave? They didn't do that because that would have been a terrible hype video song. But they did say that. And it was a quote. And then they ran this video of all their great plays. I don't know how often a team is favored in 19 games, but they even have the balls, gall, or anything else to go, man. What an underdog fight we had. Uh, You talked about the doink cameras. They're going to be set up on the goalpost. You know if a kicker doinks a kick. Now, I don't know how this... He gets $10 million. No, I don't know how this competition is going to work, but the almighty doink is what DiGiorno Pizza is calling it. Somebody's going to get a chance to win, I think, free pizza for a year if a kicker doinks a kick. Now, again, I I don't know the particulars. I don't work for DiGiorno. Get paid by DiGiorno. All I know is somehow, some way, that contest is going to be out there. Oh, I guess DiGiorno.com. You can go to DiGiorno Doink. So tempting. Google it. So tempting if I'm an NFL kicker to get free pizza for a year. Woo. I got to work through this. Give me time to think about this. Doink, by the way, doink in and out or doink in? I don't think it matters either way. Okay, so not it's got to hit a crossbow. Yeah. It's got to hit a, a bar. Right. Not to be confused with doink the clown. No, no, no. Please don't. Although it would be interesting if you brought out Doink the Clown well, as part of the promotion. The original Doink is no longer with oh. us, but there were a variety of Doinks because how hard is it to, to put not, the clown makeup on? Not. Really not. Matt Bourne is no longer with us. <laughs> the original hey, Doink. I'm, every once in a while I reach my breaking point, whether it was Cam Newton on Brock Purdy or it's just Brock Purdy in general. I'm glad people have finally decided to take three seconds to look at the numbers. I don't need to defend him. I didn't really need to, but I was just amazed that people were throwing out the nonsense they were. Here's what I'm going to ask, because now the narrative is, well, but look who he's got playing with him. Let me ask you something. Did Joe Montana ever have to answer to playing with Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, or anybody else? I think he did some question that his time went on. But let me just say this. You brought up Joe Montana and Steve Young. They said the same stuff about him. Peter King, going back to his Football Morning in America column today, he put together the numbers. The first 26 starts, that's what Brock Purdy has under his belt. 21-5, by the way. Yeah, versus Joe Montana Mm -hmm. and Steve Young. Now, Steve Young took a beating for a while. He did. But his numbers are better than Joe Montana's, too. Yeah, you want to know why? Because he had, like, the best numbers in the NFL this year. He's not winning an MVP. I get it. Uh, But the idea, look, he, again, didn't need me to defend him for the last month. But it just seems, but now the new narrative is, yeah, but look, look how easy he's got it. It's amazing to me because you know how easy it is to screw up as a quarterback? Like, it's much easier to screw up as a quarterback than people want to tell you because they they wash him out so quick. Well, I'll just say this. They traded up to get Trey Lance. It didn't work with him. He got hurt. They paid millions of dollars to Jimmy Garoppolo. He got hurt, and then Purdy got his chance. And what he did over those seven games to lead them to the conference championship game last year would tell you that you can't just plug anybody into this offense because those two didn't do what Brock Purdy has done. Your Honor, the defense rests. And they just kind of come up with another narrative. Here's the better narrative. I think I read this morning that it might be Mahomes, actually. It might be Mahomes. It might be Deshaun Watson. I don't know. Somebody makes as much money in 11 minutes of game time as Brock Purdy made in a year. $890,000 all in. It's called value on top of everything else. So easily, I can tell you the most valuable, the guy who banged for your buck guy, we talked about Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies. There is such a thing, by the way, as being a valuable guy. 
I'll make a case that Brock Purdy's the most valuable guy in the NFL. Now, you don't have to pay him, but if they win the Super Bowl this year, is it only right to tear up the contract? Is it only right? Hmm. Is it only right? Hmm. All is fair in love and war, I know. I don't have to. But do you think they should? You don't have to do anything but die, as Father Tim said at Benedictine High School. Well, I think they tear it up. Here's what I will ask you. Do you, do you make him do it for another year for the big $40 million payday? Do you make him do Is it Joe Flacco? Is it? Does he bet on himself? Yeah. As well? Yeah. I don't know. Or do you say, hey, how would you like to be set for life? We're not going to give you that, but we will give you this. It's an interesting guys living, guys living concept. Yeah. Guys living at home, a legend. He just got a car deal, too. Toyota. He's got a national car deal. Got a nice Camry that he's driving yeah, right now. What the hell he's got. I guess life is pretty good for Brock Purdy. LaShawn McCoy made a lot of money playing football. Played for the Chiefs for a while, the running back. Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point underdogs, and he says he's putting $100,000 on the Chiefs in this game. That's how confident he is in Patrick Mahomes. What's, uh, what's uh, Mattress Mac doing? Boy, Wherever he goes, go the opposite direction. He's taken a beating lately. He made his bones because he won money. He continues to be in the news because he now, I think, like I haven't even heard about him this week yet. Well, this is why you don't playoffs. This is why you don't gamble. Sooner or later, why you're going to you pay gamble? the price. Why Sooner or later, you're going to lose. Oh. That's Dan Campbell about that. Zay Flowers was fined almost $11,000 for that taunting penalty against the Chiefs. And you're saying it's nonsense. It's like NIL. It's like $50 handshakes. How about this? All's fair. Guy does that, you mark it, you want to hit him, he might take a shot. It's like throwing at a guy in baseball. It, it could happen. I, dropping a football on a guy's helmet, looking down at him, you're on the ground, I'm not. I want the world to know that. I'm okay with it. Well, especially when you see with Travis Kelsey, all the nonsense he was doing during the game. When you when you are... I, I guess the defense is he doesn't have a thought in his head. It's not his fault. Oh, so when he does that first down... Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle with yeah. the arm. That's not yeah, taunting I, anybody. I think it's an act with Gronk. I don't think Kelsey's acting. Okay. Therein lies the difference between the two. Yeah. I, I've seen guys do that first down thing. Uh, I don't, uh, to me, that would be letter of the law. We should be handing out $11,000 fines all over the place. And penalties. They're grown men. Again, I'll know it when I see it. It's like NIL. Or indecency. Did you hear what your boy Rick Pitino said? He said the NCAA in power. The away with them all. Yeah, he wants to chuck it all out. Which, by the way, he's more right than wrong. I got this state, Virginia, taking them to court, the NCAA. I got that state, Tennessee, taking them to court. What use is the NCAA? I ask you. Don't answer. It's rhetorical. Take, said, take, down, something like take down the cages. This is my version of the zoo. Take down the cages. Whatever happens, happens. Might be a good day, might not. NIL haunting the grown men the grown men oh it's yeah. a bad example for the kids that's another hilarious one it's hilarious it's a business though right, and they're gonna hear? have to figure out a way to get these guys paid and the fine sometimes well they they go into the direction of charity it's a write-off is it not i'm not sure what it is i don't know if you get it's to going say, to a charity i don't i don't i don't think that's the way it is and by the way it's post-tax money too it's eleven thousand dollars which is whatever the hell it really is. that's you know what it's a good question to ask, though. Is that a write-off? Because it does go to a charity. It is coming out of your check to charity. I mean, I, w- I would try to write it off. Yeah, just make sure you ask for it. You don't want that letter. No, uh, no, wants no that you letter. don't. That's why you. I'm sure somebody's handling that for you. Mark You're an NFL May. player. 
We had we used to have Mark May on a little. Yeah. Uh, Mark May. He's working for ESPN. Yeah. Former member of the Redskins. Did you hear what he said about the Dan Quinn hire? Uh, he was not happy well, with it. I know that. I'll let you hear it. The second thing I would have done is called Jim Harbaugh and his agent. The third thing I would have done is got his butt in the building and not let him leave until he signed a contract. This is what we've got to sell you. We're one of the top. We're one of the top teams in the NFL salary cap. You can go out and get the players you want. We're picking number two in the draft. We might be able to switch it to number one with Chicago and give them what they want. You might get Caleb Williams. Did they do that? Heck no. They sat on their hands. And look what they end up on. Bottom of the heap. You know, I'd have gone with Mike Brable if you want to go defensive coach. At least he's a guy that has been a head coach recently. Bottom of the heap. What's going on? He's not a fan with Dan Quinn. That's what's going on. Obviously. His first, second, and the third thing was all Jim Harbaugh. Now, I kind of understand that, but what are you going to do? Kidnap him? Throw a bag over his head? Throw him in the trunk? <laughs> You're not going anywhere until you sign this contract. I mean, good Lord. I like Mark May, but bottom of the heap, relative to what? Is he saying of all the eight hires, Dan Quinn's the bottom of the heap? Um, or is it worse than that? It, it He's sure, bottom of the heap beyond bottom it, of the heap. It sure seems worse. Cliff Kingsbury is going to be his offensive coordinator after reneging on the deal with the Raiders. Whoa, Joe Witt, who up. coached here with Dan Quinn for a while, is going to be his defensive coordinator. And Cliff makes it back to the NFL. Handsome Cliff. I guess he's off whatever island he went to. Uh, he's got enough money. I think he got a big settlement, but he's going to get paid I think again. Caleb Williams, who well, did play for Cliff Kingsbury at Southern Cal, said, congratulations, dog. And now everybody's wondering if the commanders are going to move up to number one so they can get Caleb Williams, their so-called quarterback of the future. So there are people who will say, though, that Cliff Kingsbury actually kept him a little bit too in check. And maybe that's not just an easy connect the dots. Although, again, he was supposed to be over here, then the do si Where's Brian Kelly? Uh, Chip Kelly, excuse me. He was supposed to, I think, be in Washington, but he's not. Now he's interviewing, I think, with Vegas. Here's Colin Coward talking about, remember, Colin Coward came out and said, Caleb Williams doesn't want Chicago. I don't know if he's a puppet. I don't know if he's being manipulated. But let me let you hear the correction about that statement of Caleb Williams doesn't want Chicago. So I got a call from the Caleb Williams camp, and they went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, Colin, we don't want to be painted as anti-Chicago, and we don't want to be painted as anti-Bear. Okay, what, what what do they want? They want negotiating power. He went on to say he will not pull a John Elway. If drafted by Chicago, we'll end up there. I'm, I'm fascinated by Caleb Williams' camp. Was it a speakerphone call? Were there multiple people from the camp letting Colin know that? Whoa, whoa, somebody whoa. may have sent him a text or an email. Whoa, 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 he said. Probably a text. Arthur Smith is now the officially the offensive coordinator of the Steelers. He says now he has to build a relationship with Kenny Pickett. This is the quote. Um... There's a relationship that's paramount between the play caller and the quarterback. Apparently, he didn't have that same relationship here with well, Desmond work. Ritter. Didn't work for a number of reasons. It didn't work. Whatever you did here with Desmond Ritter, I would encourage you to, to do the opposite with Kenny Pickett, Arthur Smith. I don't know if this is phase three of his coaching career. Maybe it's phase three. He's going to build a relationship with his quarterback. Now, we'll find out if the quarterback can really play. Because the one down here really couldn't play. No, he couldn't could play not. high enough. And level. that's why Arthur Smith is now the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. Jim Harbaugh says J.J. McCarthy is going to be the number one quarterback off the board. He said, when people get a load of J.J., wait till they get a load of me. What board? And how he can throw the ball, how he spins it, his athleticism, his intelligence. Talk about it factor. He's got it. What board? The NFL. Drafted the number one quarterback. Once they all meet him. So this goes back to what you said. If he yeah. took the job here, I think we all know who he was going to take as yeah. his quarterback. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's that. not going to be the case there no. in Los Angeles. What's but it would have been the case here. You know what he doesn't believe? He doesn't believe in the Arthur Smith, Kenny Pickett thing. He's already talking about Justin Herbert like they're married. Or like at least really heavily dating. 
goodness. He's not building any relationship. Yeah, it doesn't he has seem one. that way. What did he call him? Superb? A lot of things. I think he used the word superb. A lot of things. Well, First of all, he said he was starstruck. Nobody except for Jim Harbaugh. When we come back, Atlanta's World Cup is runneth over. We talk about it next on Domino and Shalini, the fan 680 and 93.7 FM. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomclosets.com, and then call us for a free in-home consultation. Hold on. Against all odds. Hmm, that's interesting. Favorite in every game they played this year. How can you just walk away from me when all I can do is watch you leave? Theme of the Niners on social media. Against all odds. Domino Cellini, the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. Raheem Morris, the press conference. You'll hear it live as it happens at 2 o'clock today. Be it Raheem Morris or anybody else, when they join us, they join us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Now, the question is, are you brave enough to take that first step? If you are, consult the fine divorce attorneys at Hobson and Hobson. A big weekend for the dogs in Mobile. We'll get to that a little past the top of the hour. A big Sunday for the city of Atlanta, mercedes Ben Stadium, as far as the World Cup in 26 is concerned, will host eight matches, including the semifinal that's scheduled for July the 15th. I guess the surface has already been removed inside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And uh, the grass, I don't know if it's going to be in by next year because the Falcons still have to play. But the grass will be in there for some of United's games going into that 26 World Cup because every World Cup game has to be played on natural grass. And what was cleared up by Dan Corso this morning, the man who certainly sits in charge of all of these pitches to get these events, because it doesn't seat more than 80,000, they were not going to be eligible for the finals. They got the best thing that they can get based upon seating capacity. I find it a little bit interesting. MetLife in New York, no problem. If you want to go to it and flights in and do all the stuff that you would want the world to come see, I get it. But the fact that it's going to go from MetLife to New York, New Jersey, and FIFA, this is FIFA. Did you see the thing the uh, thing they put out? A lot of people weren't happy with it. Well, they called it New York, New Jersey. It's, and then you, it's New Jersey. Yeah, and then you got all the uh, Tony Soprano memes and gifts and Paulie Walnuts. Well, it's not New York, here. New Jersey. It's New Jersey. Yeah. That's but, where the stadium is. But you know what they put out? Because you, you want to – listen, I don't know how much FIFA is worth. I, I, I'm sure there are smart people in FIFA. But, boy, did they dumb it down. This is like, you know, see Dick run, see Jane run. FIFA put out something to let you know about New York and New Jersey, including the fact that Michael Jordan is from New York. Now, he moved to North Carolina when he was five. But wait, there's Scarlett Johansson. I'm not kidding. This is a release from FIFA. The iconic Monopoly board is largely based on the streets and locations within Jersey's Atlantic City. What does that have to do with anything? The New York Yankees have won a record 27 World Series. What does that have to do with anything? Like, I'm not kidding. I think maybe they're goofing on us. I think they just opened up random Wikipedia pages. 
I'll, you want another one? The famous Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli scene from The Godfather was set in Jersey City. This is what FIFA's putting out as to why they chose this location. Well, I know that FIFA also has to decide on where the World Broadcast Center is going to be. Atlanta has applied for that as well. It's going to be right here at Diggy Broadcasting. Yeah. Right here at the Battery. Why not? I, I'm nominated. You talked about uh, New Jersey, not New York, New Jersey, but New Jersey getting the finals. Everybody thought it was going to be Dallas, so a lot of people were surprised that it's not going to be Dallas. Dallas is going to get nine games, uh-huh. matches, if you will, overall, and Atlanta is going to get eight, but Dallas is not getting what Jerry Jones ultimately wanted. Hey, Mr. FIFA, come here. Ain't going to be Dallas. We got it. We got you covered. Just say the words. So New Jersey. You're telling me that cannoli scene that was actually filmed up in there? Jersey City. Wow, I, I thought it was filmed in Ohio. Turn off the GPS and let Domino take the wheel. It's a drive around the sports world presented by Marietta Toyota. At Marietta Toyota, every new Toyota includes our nationwide lifetime powertrain warranty. Family owned and operated since 1975. Stop in for a test drive or visit MarietaToyota.com. It's better in Marietta. I'm 61 and I never thought of two things. Michael Jordan being from New York and Scarlett Johansson as a thing that was FIFA being run by eight-year-olds for a day. (laughs) Was this take your kids to uh, social media day? Just because you're born somewhere isn't mean you're... Really it's a whole long list. But of all the people you could have picked, presidents and everything else, it's Michael Jordan who moved to five. It's Scarlett Johansson. I get it. She's Black Widow. Ooh. All right. Um, John Skipper. I asked you about this last week. John Skipper, the guy who used to run ESPN. He believes the Super Bowl will go streaming only within the next eight years. I gave you, I think, a six-year window. John Skipper says it's eight. There's things that they have to figure out and everything people else. People like Chris Russo are going to lose their minds. Oh, because it might be on a not regular channel? Yeah. It won't be on regular TV? It'll be on that Space Age TV? That's right. Eight years seems excessive. I think it could certainly be done, but there are things that they have to go through, including putting the game on a Saturday night, perhaps, with a streaming service that says, we'll pay you more money than every, anybody's ever paid you. Uh, the un, over-under number, did you see it? It's $152 million for the Super Bowl. 152. What are you going to do? Um, I am the official. Whoever's official. I am going to go over because that Taylor Swift, is she going to make it from Tokyo in time? That's going to have more eyeballs. Are that they story do, alone. Are they going to do like a Santa Claus thing where you get to actually track her? <laughs> Tracking <laughs> track the, the Taylor Swift tracker oh, from Tokyo to Vegas. Yeah. She should get on Santa's sled. But that's enough that's, money. Because of that story, you're going to have people that won't normally watch football. Oh, yeah. They're going to be paying closer attention. 152 is a really interesting number because it ticks past what, again, 151 and a half, which is still the record for Fox. You see LeBron James? He got on his horse again talking about Joel Embiid. He wants everybody to apologize. Right. You see what you guys did. Um, his head coach said it really had nothing to do with whatever was ailing him. It doesn't matter. Like Charles Barkley said, the players did it to themselves. What do you, like, if you really... There's going to be a shadow of doubt because of the load management conversation. How about the fact that maybe he got hurt because he doesn't play enough? How about I go the other direction? He was forced to play. No, he wasn't because, I don't know, last time I looked, he really hasn't played a lot. I mean, I shouldn't say that. He's played enough. You can't have... He's not Ben Simmons. You can't have people, though, saying, oh, wait, the magic number is 65, and he has to play 65. Then don't play 65. If you got a bonus in your contract, know that you're not going to get it. I should, Joel, Joel Embiid plays enough. The idea that he could have sat, that's a grown man decision with the medical staff. LeBron James is just, he's barking up trees that, I mean, what was it like, full page apologies? 
Will uh, a Tuesday night on TNT suffice for the king? I don't have to apologize. I never really talked about it. Yeah, I don't care. Play, don't play. Play, don't play. Uh, did you see what the Big Ten and the SEC are doing? Uh, yes, we're going to talk about it next as oh. we go on camp. Can I, can I give you a word then? It's as a tease? solid tease. Yeah. Can I give you a word? Flexing. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Flexing. And uh, John Calipari skipped a post game. They had a bad loss. The Tennessee. Yeah, they gave up more than 100 points at home. And John Calipari just basically didn't go. I'm not kidding. He did not go to the post game. He's Tom, my assistant. He's going to speak for me today. And Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf, you know what they did last night? You have no idea, do you? I don't. What if I told you they won a million bucks? How did they do that? They won uh, Pickleball Slam 2. They beat John McEnroe and Maria Sharapova. Again. They won a million dollars playing in a pickleball match. Yeah, I would favor them. Um, I, I know who Sharapova and McEnroe are, but they're you know a little bit younger, so I would give them the advantage. They won a million. Did, maybe you missed the headline. They uh, won a million is. dollars. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I don't know where that money's coming from, but but they did it. All right, when we come back, did we see a possible draft sleeper this weekend at quarterback, and who flexed, and how did they flex when it comes to two conferences in the Power Five? We go on campus next. It's Domino and Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 